find the baller. My life is more than money and jewelry. My story's so crazy, dog. I said make a movie behind the baller. I went from playing sports to exotic whips. Ain't gotta tell me, dog. I know I'm the shit behind the baller. My life is more than money and jewelry. My story's so crazy, dog. I said make a movie behind the baller. I went from music exec to this podcast. Now I finally feel at home and laugh behind the baller. Yo, yo, what up, everyone, and welcome to the Behind the Baller podcast. We are the most unorthodox business show on the planet, and we are globally ranked. Not just in the top entrepreneurship, you know what I'm saying, we're in the business, we're in Spotify, anywhere you listen to podcasts, and uh, any category that we're in, we're ranked. With top areas in places such as Australia, Philippines, uh, Africa, Brazil, Canada, of course, right? We're world famous, y'all. All right, but we got listeners all over, you know, and I love all of you guys. Um, anyways, my name is Ben Baller, not Ben Humble, and I am your host of this Behind the Baller podcast show. Some of you know me as the Korean Liam Neeson. Some of you know me as the Shank King, but I am officially now the Wash Lord. Like, for real now, that is really my main moniker. In fact, I might even tell motherfuckers I'm Ben Baller. That's just my name. But I am now the Wash Lord officially. Um, guys, this is a 100% independently run and owned podcast with full professional production by the Dust Brothers. That's Miles Davis and Jordan Winter. And that's why the show sounds so fucking good. Museum quality podcasting, guys. Um, Jordan happens to be enjoying his life right now with his new wife. On another vacation in the Dominican Republic. Fucking motherfucker. Lucky ass bitch. Um, Miles is out of town as, as well, but I think he's not anywhere nearly as cool as where Jordan is, right? But go, let's get this show started. Um, I don't hear any music. Oh, there we go, Miles. Shit. Thought you was on vacation. Yeah. Let's get this bitch started. Good afternoon, BTB Army. Uh, I hope you guys got to recharge your batteries over the weekend. Hope you guys got to recalibrate the minds. I had said some heavy shit on the last couple episodes. Today, just more of a weekend recap. Um, I had the most relaxing, but also oddly boring, chill, hectic weekend in like a real long time. I had free time to relax without my wife side-eyeing me, right? Um, she's gone for like another few days. And um, anyways, we are going through an unusual, brutal heat wave in LA County. I can't think of the last time it's been this. We've had some hot days. I never had it where it was this hot, humid, and fucking like, where it's like, this shit is no joke. I'm not going to get into fucking global warming and all this other shit, whatever, if it's true. Not, I'm just, because it is, but I'm not going to get into that. But it's been 103 on average. It's like 100 by like 10 a.m. And it's gotten up to 108 and even higher than that in certain areas if you're like deep in the valley, right? And that shit obviously, you know, that when that happens, it obviously means stay your ass inside the house. And I feel for people who don't have their AC and fucking scary situation. I had like a, a problem in my garage. We didn't know if there was a leak going on. We didn't know if there was a sprinkler system going off. And I had a plumber come by, my, my in-law's friend who's been their plumber forever and um 
he fucked up the AC in our house. And the crazy thing is we have three separate AC units for each floor of the house. Maybe that's too much information, but um, I don't give a fuck. So basically the AC was off for like 45 minutes to an hour, which, you know, the kids are pretty cool about shit, whatever, here and there. I don't hear them complain, hear them complain too much, but um, we got that fixed. But when it's that hot outside, even when it's fucking like 89 at 7 a.m., that means no golf, right? And our internet went down on Friday night for five hours. Actually, it was like from like 4 p.m. to, no, it was even longer, I think. It was like 4 p.m. to 10 p.m. It was like six hours. There was rolling blackouts throughout Hollywood. I would get to a stoplight and be like, what the fuck, down the street of my house. I'm like, like right in Hollywood, you know, like main Hollywood. Well, like I'm talking about like, you know, because East Hollywood could be Los Feliz and all that stuff. But like coming down the street and I'm like about to go to my house and, and the stoplights are off. I'm like, what the fuck? And I used to dread those times when I had like my colitis act up. I got to go take a shit. And start getting a panic attack. So I'm like, fuck. But I was in my center. And um, I didn't want to fucking start making some crazy moves in that car. I don't give a fuck if I had anything else. I just don't want to hit that. But uh, water is now being asked by the city of Los Angeles. I guess you could be fined. I don't know. But you got to shut off water for homeowners. No watering your plants. Um, There is a... Uh, I forgot what the fucking word is. But th- th- that basically was a, an emergency thing that people have been told no watering your plants, no doing shit, whatever, no, forgot this is for schools. There's been this security protocol at my school, at my kid's school, where they got to get picked up a certain way. They can't wait outside anymore. It's just too hot. And there's a water situation in Jackson, uh, Mississippi, which we'll talk about towards the end of the show. But that means that golf courses are getting hammered. And um, I haven't gone that long without playing. It was crazy, right? I played... Uh, when I played Monday, there was a tournament. Then Tuesday, I think I hit some balls and I was kind of like, ah, I felt off. I took three or four days off per my coach's orders. And I was like, yo, I got to get a game in. But it was just so fucking brutal. So, um, you know, I'll talk about that in a little bit. But when I did play, the greens were shit. The grass is terrible. The grass in my backyard is fucked up. I don't know, man. Weird shit. So anyways, I got all three kids to myself, right? With the help of my amazing mother-in-law, amazing Filipino mother-in-law. And um, all while Nick is, uh, Nicolette, my wife, is at a wedding in Barcelona, Spain, which I was supposed to be at. Thank God I was able to fake like, uh, act like I was sad that I couldn't go. But the kids are in school, so I was like, you know, we could, they couldn't miss school. They couldn't miss school on Thursday or Friday and fucking uh, today's Labor Day. Holy shit. Happy Labor Day, guys. Um, they don't have school today, but they got school tomorrow. They got school on Wednesday and she's back on Wednesday. So like, you know, they, they can't miss that. And she was a little irritated, but you know what? She got really happy when I was able to accommodate things and, and she took her best friend. So it's like a vacation for her. She gets to go relax and she's needed to travel. She's, and I know I've been saying that a lot lately, but really Nicolette really does need a break. Like with me, I lost it maybe once or twice. But like, Hey, listen, listen to me. You guys aren't listening. You guys are talking over each other. You guys are fighting, doing a little silly shit. Listen, she loses it like every so often when they start driving crazy, but she's got to get, you know, a lot of shit done and she don't get to do anything. And I need to start going on more date nights and start doing more things and all that shit. But I'm sure she's having fun out there in a bikini and, you know, resting and taking her pictures and all that. That's all she wants to do. Now don't give a fuck. I'm just cool. Meanwhile, I'm taking the kids to school, to golf, to jujitsu. 
and to the movies. And while the kids are watching cartoon movies and shit, I'm passed out, fall asleep to some nachos, get my little cherry Coke, and then I pass out for an hour and a half, get my little nap on, right? But we've been going outside a little bit, you know, take the dogs out for a walk and try to get some fresh air. It's a little hot, but we know we go out just to get outside. You don't want them to feel it, right? But we had a pizza party. We went swimming. Uh, we went to, to CPK. What else did we do? We we're going to go to the Americana, but it was just too fucking hot. But we mostly stayed indoors. And um, Thursday, I get a call. Well, I get a call two days prior out of nowhere from my boy Lamar um, Taylor. He happens to be like one of the head guys from XO. That's the weekend's crew, and he's one of Abel's best friends. And I haven't seen Abel and talked to Abel in at least maybe four or five years. So they asked me to be about part of this panel that was speaking about Web3 and uh, the, the future of Web3, the my creative process, and just all kind of, just, just shit. I had no idea what the fuck it was. But I feel like I haven't really seen Abel or Lamar or anybody. And they have this, this uh, foundation called the, the House, H-X-O-U-S-E. So they put the X in front, of the, in front of the O for house. I think it's some kind of charity foundation or something. It's like a school organization. Really proud for them, for Lamar, that, you know, it seemed cool. And it was dope. I got to catch up with Lamar. I got to catch up with Abel a little bit. And um, they invited me out. I'm like, yo, man, man, you should go to the weekend concert. You know, what's up? We got a concert tomorrow. I was like, yo, who's opening up? They said some DJ, K Taranda or some shit. I've never heard of them before. It was like electric DJ. And then um, my boy Mike Dean is opening up. And I was like, yeah, maybe. I don't know. It's that so far. It just sounds like it's just, I'm just not trying to be outside, you know? And, and not even because of the weather. I just not really trying to be outside, you know? So on Friday, um, I, uh, you know, picked the kids up from school. They had a little half day, which was beautiful. And then we got um, some food. My mother-in-law cooked some Filipino food for lunch. And then I took the kids over to Dave & Buster's. Went to go see Popeye. We, uh, you know, played some video games and chill for at least two or three hours, you know, I get the carte blanche service there. We got to kick it. And London had a fucking blast. And uh, got some toys and, you know, the winter circle. And then we went to uh, London Cayenne Riders' favorite, Ben and Jerry's. They opened one up in the Hollywood Highland Center. And, um, you know, again, I thought about the weekend costumes. I want to go. So, nah, fuck all that. I know I'd get VIP, all access, all that shit. Instead, we ended up playing Uno, playing Jenga. We watched YouTube, played some video games, and we chilled. And I'm going to talk about this YouTube addiction that I have right now. And that's, it's not what you think. Um, Saturday, the fuck did I do Saturday during the day? Oh, the kids had jujitsu. I um, think I got high. I was smoking weed and chilling, watching TV. Like I said, it was just nice to just not have, what are you doing, babe? We got to go here, blah, blah, whatever. I just like nice and kicking it. Kids, are ch they were content with, you know, just chilling. London had a play date with his, his homie, Elon, who's actually a girl, such a cute girl and um, great family. Went over to kick with them for a while. And then my boy, Byung, from Seattle, who is a uh, best friend of my cousin Rex, he comes in town out of nowhere. He's like, let's get some dinner, boom. And I couldn't do it. See, on Friday night, I had too much shit going on. And he's like, let's go get some dinner on Saturday. And I was like, fuck, man. If it was anybody else, if it was one of the Seahawks, another, I'd have been like, yeah, dog, it ain't going to happen. So, of course, I'm like, fuck, he wants some Korean food. He really wants some good Korean food. And, you know, Seattle, definitely lacking Korean food, especially good Korean food. You know, and every time Rex used to come to L.A., I'd, we'd go to Korean food, we'd go to K-Town and go in. It's just, K-Town's just such a shit show now. So, you know, of course, we hit quarters. 
I hit up the manager. I'm like, yo, bro, I need to pull up. Um, it's a lot of us. And let, let me reiterate real quick. It's not that Quarters is the absolute best Korean barbecue in all of LA. It's my favorite place to go to in all of LA for Korean barbecue. And it's definitely a top three. They have the old OG style shit. Their chige is so fucking good. My mom is even like, yo, they got some hominis back there, which is means grandma. They have some grandmas in there because the seasoning is the spice and everything, the temp, the way the duck is cooked, how much duck was in there, how much samyeopsal is in there, and the way the kimchi was tender. It was great. And one thing about quarters that I never paid attention to is they have a full bar. They are the only Korean barbecue restaurant probably in the United States of America that have a full bar. Notice again, there may be places that have a bar. And in that bar, they might have beer, wine, soju, shit like that. I'm talking about motherfucking Maker's Mark, fucking 42, Patron, Champagne, fucking vodka, everything you can fucking think of. Hennessy, you name it. They got a full bar. It was a three fucking hour wait on Saturday in the blistering heat. And this is 30 grills going off. It's kind of like, a, it's not really an indoor, there's AC, but it's like there was bags of ice and the waiters and hostesses were putting bags of ice on their head. Not for the customers, it was just, it was so brutal. And um, it was just fucking delicious. I ordered everything Wagyu this time. We got the Wagyu prime rib. We got the Wagyu brisket, got the Wagyu bulgogi. I got some kalbi. That was the only thing we did. And obviously I got the pork belly, Had had that's my favorite. Um, and um, we just had a great hour and a half, two hour dinner. It was a little hot, but uh, the food was so fucking good this time. Not that it's not good. The marinade, everything was just A1. I was so fucking full. And then after, I went to uh, Tiger Milk or Tiger Tea, where the fuck it's called there. And there's so much shit there. There's Baekchong, there's fucking um, Tobang. Shit, used to have Blue Cafe there. Calm used to be there. Chapman Plaza is like a legendary spot. I shot my AT&T commercial there. But I've been going there forever. It just always brings back different things. And, and um, I'm supposed to take a million people there, by the way. I just keep saying I never go. But like I didn't wander around and try to go to fucking Mama Lion or go to fucking um, Recital and go to like all this other shit. I was just, I was like, yo, bro, I'm here and I'm out of here. Like, fuck this. Get a hit from my boy, a fucking shit ton of my friends, like seven or eight of them hit me up like, you're going to go see The weekend tonight. And a bunch of my friends went to go see him Friday night. And um, it's interesting. 10 minutes into The weekend show, he comes out to tell the audience that he lost his voice and that he has to cancel the show. And there was a mixture of a lot of hate, a lot of people pissed off, a lot of people upset, which is understandable. Then there's a lot of deep, hardcore, weekend, super stand fans are like, you're not a real weekend fan. How could you be there like that? Boom, and they're cheering and whatever, and he was tearing up. And now this is where it might get a little controversial. And if it fucks things up, and it doesn't matter. It doesn't take away what I think about Abel as a person or whatever and cool and as an artist. But when I was talking about the extraordinary difference between being great and being good. Donovan Mitchell in the NBA, amazing fucking player. Um, I'm trying to think of like some other big players and like, you know, think of, I don't know, people who are just really, really fucking good. And I'm not talking about young people. I'm talking about people who've been around a little bit. You know, Weekend's been around for 10 years. I've known him for 10 years. And, um, you know, there's artists out there who are great, been, been really good, been around their icons. And some people say, you ain't got to have a ring. You ain't got to do this. That's true to a certain extent. But to be extraordinary, 
and set yourself apart when you got a hundred fucking million followers and you're just a massive star in certain things. I'm not saying you're not human. But that separates the people from being fucking immortal. Michael Jackson was fucking immortal. I'm talking about different levels of shit. Michael Jordan, right? Some people get beat up and blah, blah. And I would like to say that fucking Mike Tyson was. I respect his career more than Floyd's. Floyd's a great defender here and there. He's a show dude. But like, you know, at a certain point, he just knew not how to not to lose. That didn't rock with me very well. And Abel losing his voice, I just feel like you do a sound check and I know it's not too deep, but you kind of know. And if it's a rare occasion, still it's just kind of just a weird situation, especially with someone who sings. And like I said, people may get mad about this. You may be like, yo, you should have some empathy. You should have some humility. Yeah, yes, sure. You know what? Shut the fuck up though. And again, it's an opinion. You have to separate extraordinary excellence to someone who's really good. When I say really good, again, Donovan Mitchell's a fucking great player. Who else is a great fucking player? I'm trying to think. CP3, fucking incredible player. Not extraordinary. Extraordinary gets the shit done. I don't give a fuck if your teammates were the best. You have this person, fucking Jordan, that played with Pip and blah, blah, whatever, and Kobe had Shaq. I don't give a fuck. There are ways to figure it out. Tom Brady's figured it out. And you know, I was not his biggest fan at all. But you figure out a way to get that shit going and put on a show. Because there are a lot of ways to go through it. You go through a little plan. Say we're taking intermission, boom. Do a TV track. You fucking play it off. Throw some auto-tune on. There's other ways to make things happen as an entertainer. Because there's a lot of people that I know that don't have to understand about like my brother-in-law's friends here and there that pre-gamed spend some money to get ready. They're super fucking hyped. Pay for the fucking Uber. Nightmare fucking traffic. People traveling from Fresno, right? From San Diego, from Orange County. I know dudes who literally pulled up from Newport Beach. Had to deal with that nightmare parking situation there and all that to deal with that. And be like, oh, we're going to get your money back and blah, blah. But it's just like, people don't understand. It's inconvenience and it's, oh, to the artist and blah, blah, whatever. And you know what? No. And a true artist never cares about what's going on in society, the market, every recession, whatever. They focus on their craft. And if people fuck with them, people fuck with them. Now, to a certain extent, though, a lot of people have regular jobs. I don't care if you're working remotely or something. You got to think about that. It's a fucked up situation. Now, it sucks on both ends. I'm just giving you my side of how I've seen LL Cool J in 110 degree weather wearing a fucking leather jacket and leather fucking pants and perform fucking hour and just fucking power through it. I've seen Prince go through it. I've seen fucking, you know, you see Beyonce do certain shit. You see Madonna do certain shit, even though I don't agree with the shit that she's doing now. It's like, dude, stop, man. You're 60 fucking five years old. But I don't know. Want to talk about that. I'm going to get into Sunday and some sports and other random shit and stupid ass Kanye. Uh, we're going to pay some bills. And uh, yeah. That's what that music's about, right? <laughs> you played a little early this time, Miles. It's all good. That's my man, Lakey Lake, in the background. Let's pay some bills with the captain's picks and my bookie. And we'll be right back, y'all. As the Bills and Rams prepare to kick off the NFL regular season, now is the time to prepare your winning season at my bookie. Whether you're a veteran, better, or a first-timer, MyBookie gets you the most for your money with a double deposit bonus. 
It's quick and easy. A $250 deposit puts $500 in your account. And you can use your funds, those funds, that double deposit bonus, to bet instantly on as many games, contests, and prop bets as you want. To claim your bonus, register today and use promo code BENBALLER. Designed to add more excitement to the games and sports you love. Bet on team win totals, predict the Super Bowl winner, or use my bookie prop builder and secure the bag. Your winning season begins today exclusively at my bookie. All right, BTB Army, NFL season is here. College football has started. NBA is around the corner. MLB is in full swing and a whole lot more. One year ago, we started CaptainPicks.com because there's strength in numbers. Since then, we have built up an insanely talented community of winners that is turning daily sports betting into legitimate investment strategy. Week over week, month to month, we are making money because we are a team handicappers who do the research, crunch the data, watch the games, and love to lead you every single day. We are taking the industry by storm, and to celebrate our one-year birthday, we are having our biggest sale yet. On daily, weekly, or monthly, one-time, or reoccurring subscriptions. Any package is 30% off as our gift to you. Use promo code HBD at checkout and thank me later. Every sport, every day, break all bookies. Go to captainpicks.com and use promo code HBD at checkout. Go do that now and thank me later. One year in, let's fucking go, guys. CaptainPicks.com. Yo, yo, what up, y'all? So, um, before we talk about my boring ass Sunday, you know, Kanye decided to get on his Instagram and 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 just go fucking ham on some people because Yeezy had um I guess a meeting or some shit, or the people that represent the Yeezy brand shit through Adidas and whatever. And I kind of understand where he's coming from in a certain extent. I, I would be pissed off if I was, you know, the main person like Michael Jordan. But Michael Jordan ain't got to be at these meetings. He's, he's not, he doesn't even give a fuck. Not saying he doesn't. He just knows what's good here and there. He looks at some things here. And Kanye wants to be more hands-on. I get it. Just he's a different way. And people still dick right him. I see friends of mine who listen to the show, who are, I talk to on a regular basis. And it's amazing the level of fucking fandom, like, it really is dick riding at a certain point. It's just like, oh yeah, boom. It's just like, come on, man, really, dog? Like, I see your comments. Come on, dog. Like, and I know they don't know I'm like that. I know him. And he has this meltdown. He starts going off about a bunch of shit. He starts going off about, you know, Kim having to say about the school and stuff and everything. And that's a situation where you guys got to talk about this shit. Why bring it on social media? Do your personal business with your kid's school and everything, right? And then wanted to go to Sierra Canyon because it was near and he wants to go down to school and I don't fucking know and all this other shit. And then there's this article I read on John Legend on what he had said and it was very, very mature the way he responded. It wasn't about politics. It wasn't about the fact that he was even back in Trump. He believes he could still have friends that believe in Trump. Boom. It was that he voted for Biden and Kamala and not didn't vote for Kanye when Kanye was running for president and be taken serious. And you know, it's it's on. He's like, it's on. Yay, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm tri- I'm not tripping. It's like whatever. 
And then I found out through a really, really deep source, and this is not a show that we're not Wendy Williams, we don't break Tina there, but it's from a really good source that Kim is back with Pete. And that's why he started taking shots. And I think that's really the reason why he decided to lash out and go off on whole family. And the thing is, you know, for such a powerful family, I have no problems with them. I don't really care. Don't pay attention. Never watched any episodes of the show. Not even the ones that was on. But, you know, he goes out after them. He starts talking shit, starts dissing Chloe, low-key, dissing Kylie, um, dissing whatever. And, you know, they just deal with whatever. You know, he's got four kids with Kim. And the reason why they're tripping is because Pete and Kim were at Cheesecake Factory, right? Back chilling. He's got the kids' names tattooed on them. And again, remember, I told you guys, I'm not a big fan of Pete Davidson. I don't give a give a fuck about dude. But then he posted Cuddy, and Cuddy had to catch a stray bullet, and it's just some bullshit, some punk-ass, stupid-ass shit, and dissing Cuddy and just being a fucking cornball, bitch-ass motherfucker. And Ye is not a tough dude. I don't care if he thinks he's tough around paparazzi and stuff. I know, dude. I've known him since fucking... 2000. I've known it for 22 years. I've probably had a conversation with him at least five, six times a year, every single fucking year. Hung out with the dude countless times, hundreds of times. And even during recent times, you know, like whatever, I don't give a shit. It's just like, why go at Cuddy? Like, it's just fucking weird. I don't know if it's the fucking heat wave. That means the devil is nearby and he always gets into this religious shit. And it's just gotten fucking, like, oh, I'm off my meds. No, dog, you are. You fucked up. Shit's fucked up with you, bro. Like, you want some other shit. Now, he's going after, like, head dudes that work at these fucking labels like Adidas and all this other stuff. And, and fuck those dudes. I went at Nike. You know what I mean? And, and cool, he's going to battle with them. I don't know if he's going to win the battle. And um, he's just bored. I just think deep inside, Ye is super unhappy. And it's just, you know, fuck him. Too bad. It's just stupid. But, you know. And speaking of religion, by the way, guys, I don't get into religion at all. You know that. Okay, I don't care if you believe in the Quran, if you believe in fucking, um, you know, you're Islam, Muslim, you're Jewish, you're into Buddhism, you're into, if you're into Scientology, I, I just keep the fuck away from me, whatever. But in regards to super followers, as long as you don't talk about religion or politics or NFTs, those three things, religion, politics, NFTs, on my super follower feed, and you don't DM me a shit about that, we are good. We are super, super good. And speaking of good, got super addicted to this YouTube page called Good Good Golf. And I had an SF Spaces on Saturday or Friday, I forgot when I had it, one of those nights. And this drunk dude who was super drunk, probably listen to the show right now, got onto my spaces and um, started talking about good, good golf. I'd never heard of them before. Now, I had a few homies of mine, some of the Nelk boys that talked about it, and my boy Scott Venner, who has a show with Pharrell, sent me a link to this one thing with Nelk boys versus good, good golf. And um, I was like, oh, people have sent me these guys before. I didn't really pay attention. I don't really care about YouTube. But I'm starting to get interested in watching Live Golf and congrats to Justin Dustin Johnson on that 4.75 mil with that Live tournament that he just won. But I started watching one episode and it was like 45 minutes. Then I watched episodes an hour and a half. Then I watched another episode that was like two hours. And I watched like nine, 10 episodes Saturday, Sunday, just watching Good Good Golf. This guy named Garrett and Grant and their crew, young kids, really good at golf. 
interesting dudes and they play with a bunch of random ass cool people from like college d1 golfers right to local golf club staff members really interesting right they even played a threesome with fucking bryson dechambeau is probably one of the greatest golfers alive and they fucking beat him in a scramble it's really crazy um, they recently played my boy Salim from the Nug Boys. They did a two-on-two scramble at Pelican Hill. Gorgeous course. I can't wait to play it. And they play all over the world. They played against fucking John Daly Jr. They lost by a stroke. And John Daly Jr. is a beast. Young kid. He's like 17, 18. Maybe he's 19. But um, and I, you know how much I love John Daly. But shout out to the, to the super follower who sent me that. But I'm going to propose a three-on-three scramble. Me, my cousin Pete, and this uh, ex-pro, uh, Sam Yee. Sam's the young too. He's like 31, 30. My cousin's 36. He's no followers on Instagram. And I'm thinking about doing the three Asians, well, three Koreans versus three white boys. And some of you guys sitting there probably like who really know their page because they have the most popular YouTube page for golf. They're like, why the fuck would they do that? Well, I'll tell you. Because guess what? Good, good golf just followed me. Well, the, the founder, you know, the head dude, the main guy with the biggest account, Grant, or is Garrett? I forgot. No, Garrett. Garrett started following me on Instagram. We chatted a little bit. And I think it's going to be fucking a lot of fun. And I get these dudes who sit there and be like, yo, you be capping on your fucking, on your podcast. I have never said one fucking thing that I've lied about on this podcast. It's crazy. It's stupid. Motherfucker, I'm outside. I don't know how many times I got to say that. But uh, this past Sunday, yesterday, played golf. I couldn't go another day. I was going to go crazy because I got to practice with Ron in a little bit. But I um, decided to hit up my boy, Sam. Sam Yee, he's an ex-pro and he's he's a pro golfer. And so he's on the Asia tour. He's, he's He won a major during his amateur tour. And, and uh, you know, we started like, let's fuck it. Let's play nine holes. Let's just get like a nine. We get it done in 45 minutes. Let's go hit some balls. Let's talk some shit. And we played and, you know, I did okay. I think I hit like four over. No, I hit five over. I know exactly what I hit. And you know it was good to play with Sam. He's really good. Obviously a scratch golfer. Ron decided to come join us, my coach. And Ron has the course record at, at Weddington. He has a shot of 20. It's pretty much a birdie on every fucking hole except maybe two bars. Ron starts drinking at fucking 9 a.m. <laughs> it's fucking already like 93 degrees. Had a lot of fun. And Ron finally fixed one part of my swing. And I couldn't do it before because he said... He said, I couldn't tell you that before until we established the rotation of your body. Now that your body knows what to do, it is time. The transition is going to change by tomorrow. And by that, I mean your first move of your downswing. We should be pretty seamless. And after a couple swings, I really could move my body different. My swing looks totally different just off that one change. And I was hitting my three wood at the time. And my three wood went just around 270. It's the furthest it's ever gone. I've never hit my three wood that far. And I've been off with certain things, not by capping, but I'm saying like, you know, could be off five yards here and there. And it's not because it's there. It's just we're at a range. And it's hard to gauge because, you know, you know, if you hit over the fence, you hit at least 275. And I felt like I was close to hitting over the fucking fence. And I was just, man, golf is about to get just so much fucking better. I'm just so fucking excited about it. Speaking of golf, I will be going to Vegas in a few weeks to play at the win. And then I'm going to be going out there next month or November to play at the summit, which is super exclusive, and then play at Shadow Creek, which is probably one of the most expensive courses in the West Coast, if not America. 
But uh, my boy in Vegas, Alex Kang, his sister is Danielle Kang, top three LPGA player. He shot a 58 this weekend at the win. And I'm just like, wow. Now, the win is a par 70. It's not the most difficult course, but still. 12 under is just fucking outstanding. I cannot wait. I've been looking at that golf course for, fuck, 16, 17 years. I used to sit outside, look at it with Jonas, and just most recently I did it when I was at the Israel Sanya fight with Nick. I'm just like, man, it was too fucking hot to go. Cannot wait to play. Shout out to all my win fam, Jasmine, my boy Ryan Jones, who's about to take care of me over there. I think they're going to count me around. I'm going to have fun. And speaking of Vegas, um, my boy Colin Morikawa, he uh, he lives in Vegas. He lives at the summit, actually. Meeting with him in a few hours, Colin Morikawa is a true PGA golf goat, right? He's super young. He's only been playing for four seasons. I think one season didn't really count because of COVID. But in just the three seasons, he's won two majors. He's won three tournaments overall total on the PGA Tour. He is a tailor-made golfer, of course, one of the greatest in the world. He was ranked number one for like 33 weeks or almost a whole year. Again, we share the same agent. So I just love the future, the access, the networking, the barter, all the fucking grinding I've done. And now I'm in golf going crazy. And I know there's a dope-ass future for me in golf. Wash Lord Golf Invitational, tailor-made. I'm just like, I'm excited. About to meet up in a few hours for some shit I can't talk about here. And uh, what else? Oh, yeah, shout out to my boy Christian Kirk from the Jacksonville Jaguars. Used to play for the Arizona Cardinals. I made him an engagement ring, a fucking beautiful, very high-quality ring. He proposed to his girl. He's super hyped. Uh, We rarely ever do yellow gold rings. That shit came out spectacular. And like, said this on my IG stories, like, I don't think you guys understand. That's the first thing I started making. So I make rings in my sleep. And so when it comes to rings, I do them because it's just like a different thing and it's just fucking awesome. And I can't wait to um, tell you about a few more rings that are um, some people, big fans. Um, I'm sorry, guys who I'm a big fan of that I made a ring for. A lot of people hit me up about that shit. It was so dope. Michelle Weave and messaged me. She's probably one of the greatest LPGA golfers ever. Um, but anyways, on some entertainment. I don't really watch any movies. I, I watch Good Good Golf for maybe 10 hours. It's insane. I, I can't stop. But Raising Canaan had a new episode. And uh, it's better than last week's. Still filler episode, right? They're storytelling. They're building up the fucking drama. And, you know, Rock got some shit going on. There's beef with that. Everyone in the family, Kane is trying to figure out if Omar Epps is really his dad. Unique is trying to, is salty. They're about to fucking go into Jersey and dealing with the Italians. And there's all this shit building up. So I know it's about to be fire. But I really can't wait for fucking Ghost to come back on and fucking, um, you know, uh, the uh, fucking, uh, what is it? Force, is that what it is? With Tommy and all that shit. I'm just fucking super excited. But yeah, man, it was it was definitely still something to watch. I think I watched Greg Norman's document, 30 on 30 shit, just old school shit. It was it was cool, it was interesting, it was fine. But um, speaking of entertainment, Draymond Green has invited me to do his show, Throwing Bones. I think it's uninterrupted. I don't know what channel it's on, but you know, it's his show. I don't know if it's really a podcast, it's his show. And I'm excited that he fucking invited me. It's cool. So I shoot that like in a week or so. So I'm excited to do that. Um, I got some gold. Ben Baller did the chain, BBDTC, gold dominoes. If you guys own them, you know how fucking much of a 
conversation showpiece that shit is. I'm just so fucking hyped about it. And um, did I mention I'm going to Vegas in two weeks to play golf? <laughs> I'm just fucking with y'all. Um, what else? What else? Oh, yeah, guys. What the fuck? We are less than a week away from the NFL season. I am so fucking hyped. Thursday night football. We got the fucking... Um, I'll be in San Diego. Holy shit. I totally forgot. I'm playing the Maubon golf tourney at Torrey Pines this weekend. I'm fucking super hyped. That'd probably be the biggest tournament I've played. Um, that's going to be lit. Going to be in San Diego for two days, three days maybe, depending if it gets lit, lit. And then I fly immediately to Seattle for Monday Night Football. That is going to be a fucking crazy ass fucking game. I cannot wait. I'm so fucking hyped. Man, I got the field pass. I'm going to be on the field with the boys. I get to see my dogs out there. I get to see the new you know, rookie class. I get to see everything. I, look, I think we could get this W. Uh, the sports book right now got us a little higher now. They're saying we have an over under a 5.5 games this season. I think we go over that. You know, I still think we're going to fucking tap that nine or ass. People are just, I don't care what Miles thinks and everything. And of course, when it's your own team, some people ain't, ain't more real with it. I don't know how the fuck people are saying the Niners are the top three team when they couldn't fucking do shit last year. I don't give a fuck about that one little playoff shit. Like, I just don't think, man. And I, and I get it. They got other parts, but Trey, like, uh, we'll see. We will see. But this Thursday night, the Bills and Rams, I'm excited to watch all this shit. On side note, I just totally forgot about it. But yeah, man, there's this situation Deion Sanders have brought to light and it's and it's a major crisis going on in Jackson, Mississippi. It's really sad, man. All the water is contaminated there so they have no water, right? It, it's really sad, meaning you can't take a shit properly, right? There's no toilet. You can't flush the toilet for a certain thing. A person like me, that's fucked up. You can't take a shower and they're saying, if you do, please close your mouth because water is disgusting. It just makes no sense. How are you going to wash your body then? There's no drinking water. They've been having emergency water come in, but it's like, you know, shit. Jackson, um, I forgot the, the name of the school, but I know it's a HBCU. But he, Deion Sanders, the head coach of Jackson State, I believe. And, you know, his son is out there kicking ass. I forgot if they beat FAMU. I don't remember. But Jackson, Mississippi, if you didn't know, is a majority black populated town. And for this to go down, we don't have water for babies, for kids, and for fucking old people. It's hot. It's just fucking a really a real sad tragedy. And I, I'm going to figure out what I can do. And I have a water sponsor. I need to figure something out. Because the situation there and in Flint, Michigan, and Flint is obviously also a very highly majority populated um, town of, of black people. I'm talking, when I say majority, I'm talking about like 90 fucking 5%. This is some bullshit. I don't know. It's fucked up. Some side shit. I know I talked about Scottie Pippen and I played uh, right next to him at Calabasas Country Club, but like my boy Marcus Jordan got caught. Marcus Jordan is the owner of Trophy Room Store in Orlando, Florida. He is Michael Jordan's son, one of his kids. And he was caught going to Zuma, one of my favorite sushi restaurants in Miami Beach with, of all people, Larsa Pippen, the dirtiest scumbag piece of shit woman. Not the dirtiest, but I'm saying she's just... I used to be friends with her. I used to follow her. She followed me back. We used to talk here and there. Boom. Then with things I would not like to say here, just because I'm a married man and I'm a faithful man, this chick is crazy. And the stories that I've heard from her best friends, who are no longer her best friends anymore and everyone else, they're just it just seems crazy. I just Marcus, if you listen into this show, and I know you've listened to a few episodes, bruh, come on, dog. Now I know I could text you this, but bruh. 
I'm praying like y'all was talking about Jordans. I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt. But guys, man, that is it for today's episode. It was kind of a quick one. It was a weekend wrap up. We have an awesome, awesome fucking episode dropping on Thursday. We have an awesome interview episode dropping on Thursday. We have another awesome episode um, with the interview dropping Monday. So we're going to have back-to-back interviews. I'm going to have the um, uh, my man Michael Dugar from uh, Man to Man Seattle Seahawks podcast come on the show as well for next Monday. We're going to be going live from Seattle. It's going to be lit. Guys, I hope you have a great week. Make it a great day. Make it a great week. This is not your practice life and all that good shit. I love y'all. Please subscribe to the show. If you have not already, just hit the subscribe button. It's real easy. Tell a friend to tell a friend and all that. I will see you guys back on my favorite day, Thursday. Great episode about residual income. And this is something that me and Miles are probably going to jump into. And I'm very interested in it. And it has been a very long time since someone's told me about a way to make money that I actually was interested in and want to fuck with. So I will see you guys Thursday. Mad love. My man Lakey Lake is going to take us out of here. All right. Peace.